the Buffalo Bills defeat the Miami Dolphins. And Miami is defeated no more. Undefeated no more. Let's talk about it. Plus, wait. At the end of the program, we've got a special thing for you. No spoilers. But of course, you all know right now what we're going to do after this introduction and podcast introductional message. We gotta play Shout. Before we play Shout, welcoming us into our opening segment, The Calm Before the Storm. Let's welcome everybody to Bill's Post Game Miami and Buffalo Edition. I'm Scott McGregor. Let's get going. Welcome to Sports for Beginners, the show where we cover our favorite teams, sports media, and other topics. I am your host, Scott McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the field. Everybody, welcome to Bill's Post Game. My name is Scott McGregor. Welcome to Bill's Post Game on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I guess since it's Monday, you don't necessarily have to call this edition of Bill's Post Game a Bill's Post Game, but you can call it a Bill's Game recap. We're calling it a post game show. Happy Victory Monday to you. If you're catching this on Monday, you probably will catch it on Tuesday. Regardless, happy Victory Monday to you, Bills Mafia. The Buffalo Bills defeat the Miami Dolphins, the undefeated Miami Dolphins, 48-20. to And after Miami... Put up a 70 burger on, get this, the Denver Broncos. We talked about it last time on Bill's Post Game, going through a lot of the things. We're going to get to what's next for the Dolphins, what's next for your Bills. And that is where one of our special spoilers that I'm not spoiling, so it's not a spoiler is going to come out in the final segment of the program. Speaking of segments in the program, let's kick off our opening segment with what I said after the introductional podcast message and music. The calm before the storm. You don't see 60 and 70 is absolutely unheard of. It's ridiculous. It's the number one show in the league right There is a story in the National Football League three weeks. And they are the Miami Dolphins. All they got to do is basically hold you to four touchdowns, maybe, and they're going to win. Remember when we used to say, squish the fish? 
Man, how the times have changed. But have they? This, this is a rivalry renewed. Two great quarterbacks. You can say history repeats itself. But the weapons on the outside, we've never seen anything like these guys. And our defense, boy, they're just getting started. This rivalry means something, that's for sure. But one thing will never change. They all mean the same for us. Yeah, we'll see about that. There it is. The calm before the storm. Courtesy of Buffalo Bills on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, obviously this is on... Obviously, this right here is on audio for now. But if you're watching on YouTube, hello, YouTubers. We thank you for joining us today on the program. Mm -mm. We've got tons of Sports for Beginners programs to do, including our weekly in sports end of the month September show. because. As of this recording of the podcast, it is October 2nd. We are in October, and we are just three months away from, actually, yeah, three months away, because we're in October, three months away from Christmas. And the countdown to a new year. <clears throat> well. You know, there's something else we've got to do. And I know anybody who's listened to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about. Now that we've done the calm before the storm, even though we would normally use our win slash touchdown song before then, we are going to bring you now that we've done the calm before the storm, we are going to bring to you the, and then we'll get right down to this, but before we do, it's time for what we will always do, win or lose for Buffalo. I'm not going to do the legend of the game this year, uh, sorry. For this edition, but I may use it at the end of it, at the end of this program. I may use it at the end of the program, so stay tuned. We may get to it. We won't just get to it for the sake of the opening segment here. And with that being said, shout. It's time. Take it away. The bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Say you will. Come on, come on. Say you will. Come on and shout. Say you will. Yeah. Shout. Buffalo's happening now. Shout. We're on the moon now. Shout. The bills are happening now. Shout. They're making it happen. Yeah, you got the spirit. Just watch it happen now. Hey. 
devils make me wanna shout. They indeed do make you wanna shout. Big dub win for the Buffalo Bills. And not only that, remember how I said last time and how I've said on shows earlier in this week going into this game that I thought Miami would be at least undefeated till weeks till their week seven matchup or at least their bye after their bye week. Well, the Bills ended that undefeated streak of 3-0. The Bills ended Miami's streak of 3-0 with a win of 48-20. And let's get into the weeds right now in the opening segment looking at the lion score on cbs sports download the app for yourself from google play or in the app store to find out how your team does and follow your team throughout the nfl season we will get you ready for monday night football between the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants and we will we're not going to do too much of looking around the league but we will look around the league to at least Thursday night Thursday night football and a few Sunday games including Sunday night football those coming up in the middle segment but still to come here on the opening segment as we get down to the business that we're going to get down to in just a second after I finish this up. We are going to hear some availability from Buffalo in Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and I do want to hear I do want to hear from I do want to hear where I do want to hear for the Buffalo side. I do want to hear from Mitch Morris and, and Stefan Diggs. But here's why I want to hear more likely just from Diggs. So if you if you were watching the game on TV on CBS I bet you would have not I bet you would have noticed that Stefan Diggs he um he channeled in his inner stone cold Steve Austin on one of his touchdown grabs and actually to be honest with you, that is my play of the game. And that actually is also coming up in the middle of the segment. We are going to actually show you that play. But that might lead us into hearing from Stefan and Mitch Morse. And uh, let me just see. Is that who was that? Yeah, that was him. Mitch and Mitch and Steph were together. All right. 
we, we are going to make sure that in the opening segment, we include the victory speech. But right now, without wasting any more time, let's get down to our scoring summary of the Bills. 48-20 to win over the Miami Dolphins after the Dolphins feasted on a 70-burger against the Denver Broncos last week. So, scoring summary. Well, Josh gets a pass to Gabriel Davis. And just like that, it's Buffalo 7, Miami 0. Just like that, Buffalo 7, Miami 0. Of course, to make sure it was Buffalo 7 and Miami with nothing on the board, Tyler Bass makes his pad attempt. It's good. But then just when you think, just when you think the Bills might might be thinking a 70 burger, just like Miami did to Denver last night, last week, I should say. A chain, a chain, D a chain. Three yards for a touchdown. And just like that, with Jason Sanders making the pat, we are tied. And I'm just going to make sure I have that guy's name right here. Devon a chain. Devon a chain. Devon a chain. Bang. Bang, bang, bang. Ties the ball game. It's 7 7. Buffalo now tied. For the moment, James Cook. When the Bills are in the red zone, James Cook up the middle. One yard touchdown. James Cook on the ground for the broke ground there for the touchdown replay. It was it went under review. The runner broke up the plane ruling and the play was upheld. The ruling on the field stood and Tyler Bass makes the extra point. It's 14 to 7 Buffalo after one quarter. Miami on the ball. Devonta Chain. This time going to the left end. For a 10-yard touchdown, Jason Sanders. Extra point is good. 14-14. Tied again. Then Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. For his first touchdown of the day. Short right to Diggs for 11-yard touchdown. Tyler Bass makes the extra point. It's 21-14 to 14 Buffalo. And they wouldn't stop there. In just two plays after Miami coughed up the ball. Still second quarter, I believe. 
uh, get to the plays there later, but in two plays the next drive, the Bills had the ball. Late in the late in the first half, two fifty eight on the clock. Josh Allen looks, 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 finds Diggs for the fifty five yard touchdown. A penalty went to penalty went on Miami for illegal content. It was declined. The play would stand. Tyler Bass would make the extra point. It's 28 to 14 Buffalo. Then with a minute 44 seconds to go before the half, Tyler Bass. He's made a few pats already. He's made a few extra points, I should say, already. And this one, he's got a chance to make it from 53 yards. Is it up? Is it up? Is it up? It is up, and it is good. It's 31 to 14 Buffalo over Miami at the half. Out of the half, Miami, Tua. To Barrios, 11-yard touchdown. But now they're going to go to the Roadrunner. It, it's broken up by uh, DJ Jackson. It's, it's broken up by Jackson. It is broken up by Jackson. So they would not. So the Bills would not be in trouble with the two point or con- with the two point conversion. And yeah, Dane, Dane Jackson, there you go, Dane. So Dane Jackson hulks the two point conversion. The the two point attempt. Fails, pass broken up by Dane Jackson in the rear right corner of the end zone. It's 31-20 Buffalo. Then, Edward is reported eligible. Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs to Stefan Diggs, his third touchdown of the ball game. And just like that, with Tyler Bass making the extra point. Good. The Bills are on top. 41 to 20. Buffalo. And at the final moment, Josh Allen, our quarterback, Josh Allen, in the fourth quarter, it's 41 to 20 after three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, Josh Allen puts the icing on the cake, going to the right guard for 11-yard touchdown, Tyler Bass makes the extra point. 
And just like that, the Bills go on to beat Miami 48-20. to All right, the scoring summary out of the way. The plays out of the way, kind of, as well. We'll figure out when the uh, fumble happened. I believe it was in the... It was indeed in the second quarter. There was a fumble in the second quarter. And that put the Bills on top 31 to 14 with the field goal on the four plays. All right. So our scoring summary, Lions score is pretty much done. So let's now. Shift gears. Let's shift gears and hear from the people themselves. I actually have it queued up here on my uh, YouTube here. And just so you know, this YouTube channel that I have is my personal. It's not uh, the podcast one. All that aside... Here comes what we've all been waiting for as we continue on the opening segment. Let's bring now to you. Heck of a win, man. Sean Sean McDermott and Josh Allen on the win right after the game went in the books. That's a heck of a win, man. Heck of a team win. <laughs> when I said the word team, I mean the word team, man. All three phases. Hey, defense, we were reeling early, man. Offense did a heck of a job keeping us, keeping us in it, right? Keeping us in it. Special teams, that's a great returner. You guys held them down. Great, great job, man. So much. <laughs> now listen, that's sad. That is the standard. That's why you won. That's why you got the results you did. You prepared. You worked all week long. You prepared your butt off, man. That's what you get when you do it the right way. That process, that same process every week, that same leadership every week, demanding that from yourself. Hey, never satisfied, right? As good as that looks, we can be better. That's the scary part. Right? With us out there on offense, special teams included. We stay here, focus on the details of different plans. Right? Let's just keep getting better each and every week. One, two, three, one, two, three! There you go. Does it uh, before they, he does it before they go on the field. He does it. He does it before they go on the field. He does it after every Bills win. And boy, howdy. Did they ever win after Miami? And I keep saying it. They feasted on a 70 burger. All right. From Miami, we're going to hear from head coach Mike McDaniel. We are going to hear from quarterback Josh. Sorry, not Josh Allen uh, for Miami. We're going to hear from... We are going to hear 
from the one and only Tua Tiger Viola. You're going to hear from Mike McDaniel. And I do want to hear from my player of the game for them. And that is going to be Robert Hunt. Didn't I didn't see him all over the field a lot, but you know what? Actually, you know what? Instead of hearing for a player of the game, I'll just say a star from the game for Miami. And one of their stars, despite the performance here, is Jalen Waddle. So let's hear, before we take a break and get into where we're here, all of the media stuff, before we take a break, let's hear on Miami side from my star of the game as we wrap up this opening segment Jalen Waddle Jalen the floor is yours and again it's important to note the following Jalen Waddle returned to the game he did suit up and play Damar Hamlin made his return officially to the Buffalo Bills roster. So thanks. So it looks so look like we were going to see DeMar Hamlin uh, around the area. And of course, I also should mention and we hope that Tredavious White is okay. But Trey White had to leave the game, and he would later not return. We're told that, or if you were reading reports, we were told that it looked like he might have suffered a torn Achilles. We will see what the report comes out as. Nevertheless, despite losing number 27, the Bills come out on top. And here's Jalen Waddle from Miami after the game. I mean, it, uh, I feel like we you know, definitely got a lot to learn from. You know, they they came out, they had a solid game. They executed to the so. Um, gotta keep your hands off when they play great games. They wanted more than me. Say one time. What do you think overall? Um, I think we just didn't um execute when we needed to execute. We got to go on a little early, but you know, start getting backed up, start shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit. Um, towards uh, towards the end of the first, second quarter. Um, and you know. Against a good defense, a good team like that, you really can have back that they're going to make you say. Uh, nah, not, not really. Um, they trade, they play pretty good what they do. They believe what they do. They believe what they do. They believe what they yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to you know, learn from more to learn from. Yep, yep. 
So, uh, yeah, we got to you know, go in on Monday. Long season. Ain't going to harp on it. Quick for our school. Just like You're speaking my language, Jalen. You're speaking my language. Don't don't worry about the loss. Flush it down there. It's a long season. Get ready. Get ready for the next one. All right. When we come back, media availability from Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Mitch Morse. and Stefan Diggs together. We'll also get into my player of the game, play of the day from the game. We will also take look take a look at a few games that went down on Sunday as well. And one of the games we're going to pre we're going to touch on more in the final segment and we probably will get to it in the middle segment. Jacksonville in London against Atlanta. Jacksonville. You know who's coming to you, right? The Bills are coming. I honestly can't wait for the London game. I honestly cannot wait for the London game. And I cannot wait to tell you how we plan on going about it, whether we're doing a pregame show the day before the game or two days before the game, or we're just going to do a postgame show. We will let you know all those details still to come in our final segment when we do what's next for the Bills and what's next for the Dolphins. We also want to remind you that in the middle segment, we will hear from head coach Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa. That is all still to come. Bill's postgame is back right after this. Tua, Josh, McDaniel, McDermott. Plus Diggs and Mitch Morse. All coming up when we return right after this. Don't go anywhere. Our first surprise is coming up in the next segment. Our second surprise will be for will be before we shut down this show. Stay tuned. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show, and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. 
looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day, check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Hey, all week long, it just felt like you guys had this combo. Like the whole world was excited about this matchup, 70 points, this match. You guys just, could you just explain the vibe that was in your room all week? I mean, yeah, every, every week's a different week. It uh, doesn't matter what you did last week. doesn't matter what you're going to do next week. It's all about, um, you know, playing on, on this Sunday at 1 o'clock. And I thought our guys were, you know, very, uh, very locked in on details this week in, in terms of game plan specific things and just making sure we we're having um, a good presence in our locker room. And, you know, that speaks volumes to our leadership. But um, at the end of the day, it's one game. Um, we got to go to got to go to London next week, and that's what we'll focus on. Josh, 84%, 320 yards, four Eagles, no bogeys. Just care to talk about how you and Dorsey was able to put together a great game for Manhattan. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, Dorsey had a, a heck of a game plan, um, and our guys went out there and, and did it, you know. And um, Stefan Diggs, you know, taking a, a stop route, essentially, and making two guys miss and taking it 50. Like, that's, that's huge for us, you know. We haven't had... Um, a whole bunch of that in, in the first couple of weeks, but getting some rat going, um, getting some, you know, Dalton and Gabe going. Um, you know, I think I still think we have more. You know, we, we're going to have to learn from a lot uh, from this tape and um, find ways to get better. Uh, but we left a lot out there, and uh, you know, we're we'll focus on correcting those things. That's a, that's always the case, Josh, in, in a lot of respects, and I understand it's a week-to-week league. But after the opener against the Jets, now in successive games. Do you have a sense of what you've been able to establish maybe as an offense? Yeah. Um, Kyle Allen, the least efficient runner in the league. <laughs> we like that. He's okay with it. He's not too happy about it, but we'll, we'll cheer him up. Um, no, I mean, we're just we're finding ways to win football games. Um, I think we're, we're incorporating the run game very well. Obviously, play action off of that. I think our guys are doing a good job of getting open and making plays. Our, our, our line is giving def- defensive fronts different looks you know we're moving those guys around um doing a good job with that and so you know kudos to, to Cromer and Dorsey for calling that but again our defense put us in some really good situations today and you know knowing that we have them on the other side of the football um gives us a lot of confidence Josh you mentioned yeah it's 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 been great um you know we had to continue to do that and it's as time goes on and as film comes out and teams are going to start scheming for that, um, you know, it's every, every offensive coordinator to throw in wrinkles and find different ways to, to get, the guy, get our guys the ball. And um, it's my job to go out there and execute it and try to be an extension to him. And that's, that's all I'm trying to do. Josh, you said you still feel like there's room for this offense to grow. Coming off a game where you scored almost every drive, what do you see the ceiling of this team looking like moving forward? Um, again, I, our, our thought process every time we touch the ball is to score, you know, and whether that be six or three, um, you know, no turnovers today, which is which is great. But I still think there's some things we can clean up, you know. And, and as good as it looked out there, um, film, it's never as bad. It's never as good as, as you think it's going to look. So a lot to learn from, and, and we'll get in there tomorrow and, and focus on cleaning th- some things up and 
turn our focus to a really good Jacksonville team. Josh, what's it mean to have the defense play the way yours has, especially against the, you know, they were the leading scoring team in the league, 70 points last week, and really only only three touchdowns is actually pretty good against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an explosive group. Um, one of the exp most explosive groups I think you can put on paper to ever play in this league. So, um, again, hats off to our guys for going out there and, and playing a heck of a game. I thought Coach McDermott did a good job of uh, you know, scheming things. Um, but we're going to see those guys again, you know, and they're going to they're going to give us our, our be their best shot, and we got to be ready for that. But we'll uh, we'll focus on that when it, when it comes. Big goal for Josh. Good for Trey. How deflating is that? It it breaks my heart. It really does, and um, I'm not sure the extent of it. Um, but you never want to see your your teammates on the on the floor pounding their fists. You know, it it just it sucks. He's worked his ass off to get back to playing the way we know Trey playing football. And um, truly, it breaks my heart. Sorry to follow up with this, but, you know, you obviously try and evolve every offseason, but how do you feel like your offense is evolving week to week? Um, you know, I, again, I think we're, we're doing a good job of running the football and making sure the runs that we put in are, are stuff that our offensive linemen and running backs are familiar with and, and comfortable with. Um, and again, just being being efficient when we when we call those runs, and then the play action passes off of them. And I think, again, that's that's Dorsey, that's Cromer, that's Brady, that's everybody in that offensive staff room um, talking and communicating well, and, and putting something out there for us. And then it's our guys going out there and executing. Yeah, um, you know, we don't want to just make him big play Gabe. You know, we got to still find ways to incorporate him in some of the this, this shorter stuff and, and save his legs because, you know, when he's got the ball in his hands, I think uh, good things typically happen. So, again, finding different ways to get him the ball may be something we can look into. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's come up big for us um, time and time again, and, you know, we're going to need him going forward. Josh, you know the talk will, you know the talk will basically be centered around, um, you know, you guys. So is there anything you want to say to all the naysayer and doubters who rent you guys off early in the season? No, thank you. Uh, all right, all right. Josh Allen, everybody, speaking to the media as we welcome everyone back to Buffalo Bills postgame. My name is Scott McGregor. I'm a Bills fan i'm a blue jays fan and guess what i was gonna save this for the final segment and i will hold true to it but baby for the first time you know what we'll just get it out of the way since i am clearly saying what i just said there so ladies and gentlemen for the first time on our in our podcast's history, Sports for Beginners, in the history of Sports for Beginners, the podcast, in the coverage, for the first time, yes, I said first time, the Toronto Blue Jays are playoff bound and guess what they're headed they're headed to minnesota to play the twins more on that coming up 
in Blue Jays game recap, regular season wrap up. All of these shows, including this one, may be all news by the time you hear them, but in the regular season wrap up, we will wrap up. We will wrap up Yankees and Rays at Rogers Center. And of course, get you ready for Twins and Jays. It's the AL Wild Card, the American League Wild Card. And it all gets started tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast on the off day, Monday, October 2nd, 2023. And on October 3rd, the American League Wild Card and National League Wild Card get going. It's playoff time, baby. All right. Sticking to football here because that's what we're talking about. That's Josh Allen. Head coach McDermott is still to come. On the Buffalo side, head coach Mike McDaniel still to come. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. And of course, as I've said, we want to hear from. Mitch Morse, Mitch Morse, and we want to hear Stefan. Now, now, it, now, if you're wondering why I want to hear from Stefan, even though Mitch Morse was with him post game when they spoke to the media, it has to do with our play of the game. And this is the middle segment. So since we're doing that, We are going to pull up that play of the game in the second quarter. The 55-yard touchdown for Stefan Diggs. One of his many touchdowns in the ball game yesterday. Stefan, you were just a monster. A literal monster. A monster. You were you were just you were a man possessed. And I should remind everybody on our on this segment here, not only are we doing our play of the day, we're also doing the we're we are also going to be doing we are also going to be doing the players of the game in game ball fashion. We did a star of the game for the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, for the Miami Dolphins, of which we heard from. We have heard from. Our player, our star of the game for Miami, and that was Jalen Waddle. All right. Trying to get it to the point before I share the screen. And we're going to bring up 
Jim Wilson, sorry, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolf and Tracy Wilson. Oh, went a little too far. All right. Yeah, find this. Where is the fifty-five yarder? Oh, never mind. Um, never mind. I'm going the right way. All right. Get down to here. Let's get back to the when it started here. All right, this is about up to par. Before we play uh, play the thing, I'm going to share my screen. And ladies and gentlemen, this is our player of the day. Here are the man who called it. Jim Will, Jim Nant, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson. Something fun to watch every week. Second and six. Josh looking down the sideline. It's Diggs with another flag out. He is able to get away from those two tacklers. And no one's going to touch him the rest of the way. Touchdown, Buffalo. We talked about Kohu having to go against Diggs, and they're going to take advantage. If you're going to play him one-on-one, -on -one, this is going to be maybe the deciding factor. Who's the penalty on, though? No threat of a run. The result of the play after the... After the penalty got declined, as you heard there, was a touchdown, and it, and it, and it also oh felt good. It also oh felt good. I mean, there you go, Tracy Wilson, Jim Nance, and Tony Romo. Everybody, broadcast group for CBS for this game. Find out all the high, find all the highlights, and relive all the great moments on the NFL YouTube channel. A link is going to be in the description. And a play of the day, 55-yard touchdown for the man we're about to hear from right after we hear from Miami side, from the quarterback. Here comes Tua Tagovailoa. Mike McDaniel and, and Sean McDermott are coming up. We're going to hear from uh, Mitch Morse and Stefan Diggs right after we hear from quarterback of Miami, Tua Tagovailoa. Here's Tua after the game. And again, the play of the game. Courtesy of the CBS Sports broadcasters, Jim Nant, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson. All right, everybody. Here's the other side of the ball's quarterback. Into a tag of Iola. 
Tua. Let us know how you felt about the performance. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, I'm very proud of our guys for going out there, continuing to fight. Really good team, division rival. Ever since I came to the league, it's been always been tough, tough team. Then you come here and play uh, at their stadium, makes it even tougher. With the fans are great. I don't know how they get into the flow of the game, but off of the two drives that we had, I, I thought that we did really well with our communication in and out the huddle, getting guys where they needed to be and lining up and executing. And then the other drives, there were a lot of communication errors on my part. Uh, and I got to be better with that aspect of, of the game for our guys, not put our guys into those situations. And then that's what really, that's really what the game turned out to be. Um, it was really stopping ourselves on first down, guys not knowing where to go because of uh, formational issues with what was communicated in the huddle like that so uh, it's on my part to be better for those guys to talk yeah yeah it, it was tough to hear you know numbers Mike's Mike's been telling me prior to crowd noise crowd noise is really loud but uh, that's that's also a me thing understanding the game plan, knowing the game plan, what we want to get done, and then situational awareness with our plays that we want to run. Uh, that's on my part. Yeah, they're, they're a tough team. They're a visional opponent. Um, you, know, you always want to do the best that you can to win as many divisional games as you can. But this is week four, a lot of football to play. And uh, we'll see them again. Uh, not necessarily. I, I think they, they just do a really good job playing the things that they play. And they play really well. They pressured the early downs, um, the earlier drives of the game. Then, you know, they, they kind of got their flow of the game. Started to play what they played. Play coverage. Um, read their... Their uh, their run fits, their run keys, things like that. So, I I think they've done a done a great job on that side of the ball, and you know, in mitigating big uh big plays for us They played. They played the the way they've been playing. Uh, like I said, it was just communication issues, um, being down on the clock, not being able to allow guys to be in the, the position that we want them to be in because time doesn't permit. So that that's that's on my fault. Um, you know, and I I got to be better, and I will be better for those guys. Well, but yes, and like like I said, that's 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 on me. 
know, not communicating to all our guys. And it, it has to do with everything. Um, motions, uh, protection, you know, it, it has to do with everything. So I didn't allow those guys to go out there and play football the way they want to play football. Uh, it's basically guys are thinking and guys were having to guess. So, you know, that's not how I want our guys to go out and play. And that's something that I need to be better Yeah, I, I think the the best thing about uh, being a believer of Christ, like to me, is that the good Lord up above doesn't care whether you win a game or you lose a game. And for, for me, it's it's been a little tough having to play on Sundays, having to understand that, you know, not, not able to go to church. Really, a, a lot of it is having to watch church online after games things like that but allowing me this platform you know is to me is the best thing in the world to be able to profess my faith something that i firmly believe in something that's been uh foundationally instilled in me at a young age you know when i'm out there like i even i even pray before i go go out to go out to series and whatnot like i'm always praying you know I'm on a sideline. Looks like I'm talking to myself and in tongues. Like some people think, what kind of stuff? I grew up, grew up in a non-denominational Christian church my entire life. So, yeah, that it does a lot. So having to remember scripture always keeps me encouraged, continuing to press forward, especially in times like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I I think Liam did a tremendous job. I'm I'm very very proud, very happy, uh, for what he's done and asked that was asked of him coming to this week to play center on the road in a loud environment against this D line against this defense. Very very proud of him and how he conducted himself. Um. You know, and getting guys in the right places to to block our run game, and also get guys in uh, places to block our pass game. I'm very proud of him. I I would say from my standpoint, I I didn't feel as if any of any of the guys in the locker room took it in a way of oh yeah. We, we won by this much, that's how it's going to feel the next game. The next game is going to carry over. I didn't feel like that was necessarily the deal. Uh, but we did understand and we did know that this is going to be a tough opponent regardless. And so these guys aren't going to care what we did last week. Um, you know, I don't think any other team is going to care what what team they have next did prior. So guys are going to come out and guys are going to play. And this is the league. This is how it works. Uh, it's very good because I would say it's also very humbling for, for a lot of people um, to be able to, to have the highest high, and then you, you lose in, in, a, in a manner like this. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> very humbling. And it's, you know, 
system much needed. Uh, I would say the, the message from Mike was don't blink. Um, there's a lot of football left. Continue to look at the guy next to you. Continue to trust him. Continue to keep playing and uh, remember what you play for. So, you know, we're, it's tough when you lose. You lose like this, but uh, we're not going to blink. We're going to continue to do what we do. We're going to go back in. We're going to work on the things that need to be fixed and need to be corrected. And, uh, I can promise you one thing, we'll definitely be better for this. We got a fun question? No? No fun? No fun, sir. Football is not fun, sir. Thanks. No. No, it is not. No, it is not. Well, okay, maybe it is when you win. And I think that's a true, I think that'd be a true enough fact. Football is fun when you win, but when you lose, ugh, uh, it's never fun. It's never fun to lose. It's never fun to lose. Never. Ever. It's never, ever fun when you end up losing. Never, ever fun. Never. Just, it just, it just isn't. Lot to take away from that. All right. So, we've done our play of the, get of the day. My player of the game for the Buffalo Bills, or rather my star of the game, we heard from him when we opened it up. It's uh, and again, it's Josh Allen. Uh, it's Josh Allen. It's got to be Josh. So when we opened up the middle segment, we heard from my star of the game. My player of the game is Stefan Diggs for the Bills, and we're gonna hear from him and Mitch Morris in just a moment. But I do want to also mention that. Uh, Tua, you're getting a game ball and a player of the game as well. Game ball going to go to uh, Gregory Rousseau for the Bills. And uh, I do plan on listening to him and Ed Oliver's press conference when I get a chance to find out what they had to say about the Miami game. A lot of people call this a blowout. I call this a, I guess you could say blowout, but from the beginning, from the get-go, this what I think this was going to come down to, and some people on my family had this uh, going on. I'm not going to mention names, but anyways, uh, they had, we had the feeling that this game, the win was going to come down to who had the ball. The win was going to come down to who had the ball last. And Buffalo had it last, it looked like. And they 
ended the game 48 to 20, the final. Before we hear from the head coaches, we are going to hear now from Mitch and Stefan. Plus, we are going to take a look at some of the games, not including the one I'm saving for the final segment, because that's a big segment that we're going to do when we do what's next. So not including that London game, we are going to go through the NFL, but we're only going to go through specific games, including Sunday Night Football, and we're also getting you ready uh, for Monday Night Football today. Seattle taking on New York Giants. You can add your picks in whenever you want to do it. Or if you're already set. Let me know right now. You can email me at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. Send me a DM on Twitter, Scott McGregor3. We'll, we'll speak through Insta or Threads, SMC underscore 87 underscore. And of course, you can also find me on Facebook. Personally, you can send me a friend request if we know each other. If not, please go to our Facebook page, which will have an update when we have shows out for you and when they will most likely be launching. Again, and we mentioned it in the opener, we mentioned it in the opening segment. Happy Victory Monday to all of you who are Buffalo Bills fans like myself. We are going to continue breaking this game down and going into Sunday's game. But first, going into the Sunday's games in the Sunday slate, a couple of them, just a few of them, including Sunday night, Sunday night football and Thursday night football. But before we do that, here is Stefan Diggs. And Mitch Morse. Gentlemen, the floor is now yours. Uh, not so much that. It was more so just, you know, executing. Like we talked about it during the week, certain plays. Then, like, when they came up, you know, everybody getting on the same page. Really just, you know, usual football. Like, Josh throwing around, big guys blocking, receivers catching. It wasn't much more than that. More so just everybody really doing their job. It was kind of kind of a scramble. I'm gonna say it was that, but I stole the touchdown from I think tight end behind me. I think so. Like he said he was on to me. Yeah, I owe somebody like eighteen dollars. So. <laughs> and then the uh, the one the long one down the sideline where you can't spun. Try to catch the ball, break some tackles, make something happen. You know, I was a little tired after that. So. Got to work on my conditioning. And tell us about the group. Yeah, we had talked about it during the week. Um, you know, trying to capitalize. Uh, I feel like 
you know, in a game, things show up kind of a little different. So being on the same page with Josh is crucial, especially in those moments in the red zone. So capitalizing in the red zone has been a big thing for us, uh, as Mitch knows. So, uh, you know, I try not to make it more than what it was, but cool with that. Back to Mitch and Stefan in moments. So, with this being said, let's go. Let's go through the games that have gone final this week. All right, everybody. Well, the Lions feasted on a 34-burger, if you will. And we'll get back to Stefan in just a second. But let's get through some of these games here. A 34-burger for the Lions. They beat the Packers 34-20 on Thursday night. The final Thursday night of the season for September, but not final Thursday night for the season. They uh, beat the Lions. They beat the uh, Packers 34 to 20. The Lions win. After all the action that happened on Sunday afternoon, Taylor Swift's in the building. But guess who also's in the building? Aaron Rodgers. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers has said that he plans to return to play this season. He does not repeat not. He does not want to miss out on the remainder of this season. Well, the Jets fall 23 to 20. That is a pretty close game. That is a pretty close game. It's a pretty close game. The 49ers go it go home and they play Arizona and they take them down 35-16. How about how about this though? Denver got feasted on a 70 burger last night. Sorry, last week. And guess what? They feasted on a win, their first win of the season. Beating Chicago 31 to 28. But when you talk about guys blowing people out, how about this? How about them Cowboys beating New England 38 to 3? And last one we're going to get to here. 
of course, as I mentioned, Giants and Seahawks tonight at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. The Philadelphia Eagles go in for their fourth win, but they have to do it in overtime against a commander's team that would not quit. They beat the Washington Commanders in overtime 34 to 31. And all of that, my goodness. All right. Jacksonville is coming up in the final segment. But we've got McDermott, we've got McDaniel, and I do want to hear from one more side. One more person on the bill side, I'll probably do Dion Dawkins. But right now, let's go back to Mitch and Stefan. Boys, the floor, once again, now that we've gotten an ad out of the way, we'll probably have a couple more. And should that be the case, we will take a break and come back with more in the final segment of you guys. But that's all right. Back to the boys. Uh, you know, I try not to make it more than what it was, but cool with that. What's up, big guy? I was happy, you know. Uh, you know, this football thing, you'll never, you never know how it's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? I kind of echo what Mitch says. To take it one moment at a time, and I feel like we came out with the right mindset. Uh, guys are blocking their ass off, and you know, just those the touchdowns. You know, it's all the glitz and the glam, but the big guys don't get enough credit for. I need a lot of things to happen for me to catch the ball and me to make some plays. So, kind of want to give them all the credit. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting when you're in the thick of the game, you just, not to be cliche coach talk, you do try to take it one moment at a time. Uh, you don't really understand what the highlights are, or I had no idea Diggs scored three touchdowns uh, until right now, and that just speaks to how uh, not only of a great competitor he is, but the tools he has and, and just what he brings to this offense. Um, you know, I thought it was just a culmination of everyone doing their job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when the number was called, no matter what the play, uh, I, I think the great thing about this team and this offense that's not everywhere is that no matter what play is called, you're excited to block forward or you're excited to you know do what's required for me because you know that there's an opportunity for a big play. Uh, on another note, I think it'd be, it, uh, I don't know if I'm the most qualified person to speak on this, and Diggs might chime in more here, but, um, you know, a guy who... Uh, um, a guy who is not only a consummate professional, but is universally loved on this team, uh, went down today. And, um, you know, he, he's a guy that doesn't want the limelight. He would do conditioning before training camp practices, which I've never seen in my life. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's... He does it for all the right reasons. And to see that today, I know it's the parody of this league. You saw it earlier with Tommy Doyle. 
but um, and I know a lot of people have spoken on it, but it's a damn shame. And, and hopefully you guys keep him in your prayers because he uh, he means so much to this team yeah. and does it for all the right reasons. And he's a <clears throat> father three. Uh, you know, this this game means a lot to him and being a good teammate and being there for his teammates means a lot to him. So uh, just keep him in your prayers, please. It's been a rough week with some injuries. So um, it's a guy that really, like, uh, loves the grind. Like a true professional, but a lover of the game as well. Like it's crazy, I'm saying. He uh he really nursed himself back. Like he really worked to get himself back into where he was and to see him kinda get into a flow. It was it was rough. I'm saying I try to stay positive, I'm saying, but like like Mitch said, like keep him in your prayers because this game people don't really understand way on I'm saying the good, bad and the indifferent. And, like, with everything he had already been through, it's kind of tough. So, you know what I'm saying? Really keep him in your prayers because at this very moment, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's easy just to be like it's unfortunate, but it means the world to him. Like, football meant a lot to him. And you can tell it by how he works, how he grinds, how he approaches each and every day. He doesn't care. Like he said, he don't really care about the limelight. He cared about the grind and really just being the best player and teammate he could be. So, yeah, I ask you to do more than just keep him in your prayers and really lift him up, you know what I'm saying? Because a time like this, uh, it, it's rough. We're back to Stefan. And Mitch Morse, right after the ad here. And that actually is why we are going to take a commercial break. When we come back, final segment of the program, McDermott, McDaniel, The rest of Stefan and Mitch. What's next for the Bills? What's next for the Dolphins? And we mentioned that Blue Jays game recap is rolling on through the postseason, however long the Blue Jays remain in the postseason. Stay tuned for how we're going to run postseason stuff on Blue Jays Game Recap. Regular season review coming up eventually on this program. Or before you can check this one out. It's up to you. However you want to check out our stuff, go ahead. Weekly in sports also coming up. And the Dolphins side, Dolphins postgame with Thomas is coming your way as well. All right, everybody, let's take a break. When we come back, Mitch, Stefan, we'll wrap that up. Get you ready for Giants, 
versus Seahawks. Plus, get you ready for the next games for Miami and Buffalo. You'll find out how we're going to run. Jaguars versus Buffalo. You'll find out how they did this week. Against their opponents. And. You'll find out. A little bit more from McDermott, McDaniel. And of course, we'll finish up with. Stefan and Mitch when we return to Bill's postgame. Lots more content to come today, so don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to put a bow on Bill's postgame right after this. Looking for a good hockey podcast that covers your favorite hockey teams and mine? Check out On the Ice and Behind the Benches, where we chat about our favorite hockey teams from puck drop to the last play of the action. To learn more, follow the On the Ice and Behind the Benches Facebook page, search On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Welcome back, everybody, to Bill's postgame. The Buffalo Bills play here on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. And boy, howdy, the Bills feasting on a 48-20 to burger. They feast on a 48 burger with Buffalo beating Miami. 48-20. And here's more from the man that we were running with. We're going to run. We're going to continue to run with before we get to. Yes, before we get to. On the Miami side, Mike McDaniel. Head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And your head coach of your Buffalo Bills, John McDermott. Back now to Stefan and Mitch. I think the at the time you start getting complacent, you feel like you're clean is when stuff goes right. To your point, the guys have come in. I can speak in for Connor. It was such a different system for him, Cromer system. I've spoken on it before. 
and he's treated like a consummate professional, worked on it every day. And then when, when you have a rookie, a highly touted rookie who comes in, and I've said this before, excuse my language, you just hope he doesn't think his shit doesn't stink. And, uh, and I, I, you know, he couldn't be more opposite. The guy's, uh, he's a sponge of information, great football player, you know, and he doesn't ride the roller coaster if, if he makes mistakes or not. And, uh, and I think he's going to be an amazing football player in this league. I think we all on the offensive line try to take it one day at a time. And we understand that there's still a lot to work on. Um, but when you, when, when you give guys like Steph or Josh opportunities to, uh, you know, you have that extra second. And kudos to Josh who gets us out of a lot of situations that might not be the most desirable with his legs, right? Um, I think we're just trying to compound on that. And I'm not going to take away anything from these tackles who are playing their ass off as well, who a guy like Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins, who um, really push themselves in practice. And it's showing, and you guys might not see it, but it's, it's showing on the field. So. Well, to be honest, I think this week, along with the last few weeks, we just really focused on in-house, keeping it. Like, we, we really don't care what the opponent's going to be doing. We really care about us, you know. And I think the thing we understand is that we can't beat ourselves out there on the field. Um, you know, kudos to them for, for doing that that past week. They deserve all the credit they get. I mean, putting up 70 points in this league is a remarkable feat. Um, and they're a great football team. They are. They're a fantastic football team. And uh, I think we can speak for all of us that even with five minutes left in the fourth quarter, down four scores, we were still feeling uneasy because of how explosive they could be. But, um, you know, for us, uh, every, you know, at halftime or every quarter we come out, I think, I think Steph will lose this every time we get on the field is like, you know, this is a clean slate, man. Like, what can we do this drive right now? And how can we be as effective in this drive? And uh, I think that really resonates with the guys. It's a good reset. And, uh, and we, really don't, we really don't calm down until the clock hits zero in this, in this team. And uh, I think we're going to have to keep that up because this is very uncharacteristic in these last three weeks in this league, right? So we're going we're gonna to have these games that are, we're going to have to really fight through the end. And uh, we understand that this is kind of a rarity these past few weeks. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering what was Just, yeah, I would say just the scores, yeah. More, more from the boys in just a moment. Wow. The Wow, ads just keep coming. Ads just keep coming. You know what? While we have the ad going, let's go and get a little bit from the other side of the field. We're going to get to McDermott, but let's go get some stuff from the other side of the field and go to Coach Mike McDaniel. Mike. The floor is yours. 
Alright, you guys. You know, I thought, uh, you know, first off, I think um, the Buffalo Bills proved why they um, are are the, the the team that, you know, the, our whole division is trying to beat. They've, you know, won it for how many years in a row now. Um, and they made some adjustments, and we, we didn't, so to speak. I think um, it was kind of compounding. It was something that... Um, you know, I think, you know, I'll start by, you know, making sure that I'm doing right by the players and and us as a coaching staff, um, you know, putting people in the right positions for success. But, um, you know, like you said, after the first couple drives, it was, it was a struggle for us um, for a lot, a lot of the game. That's something that can't happen against a really good team. No, I, I would, I would, I mean, that's, that's what you want to hear from the quarterback, uh, the starting quarterback of your, uh, of your franchise, because, um, you know, you don't want to look, you're, you're hoping not to have finger pointers, especially from the leader of your team. That being said, that's all nice, um, to, to hear, but, uh, and I appreciate him taking the bullet for, um, a lot of people, but I think, uh, one of the reasons um, that we'll all look in the mirror and understand why we had success because we didn't have those things happen. I know, um, you know, we had kind of an injury at one point. I was respond. It kind of messed me up. I was responsible for a delay game for sure. Um, but to his teammates, need to know um, the ins and outs of their responsibilities, and Tua can't be in charge of getting everyone aligned. So there's a lot of stuff that go on with that. Um, and it's the National Football League. You play one of the best teams in the National Football League. You better not have that part of your game. Otherwise, you'll learn the hard way, which is what we did. Um, like, like I said, I think that, you know, a big part of it has to do with uh, – you know the Buffalo Bills having a really good defense. Um, you know we we had uh, it, you you don't just go down the field and score um, at will in the National Football League um, over and over and over. You have two drives that's cool, but um, you you have to uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna punt and you're going to you know they're gonna make plays too. What you can't do is have self-inflicted wounds. Um, Things that, uh, you know, I think our, our whole locker room and our coaching staff um, expect to get done weren't getting done. So that, that's the entirety of everyone involved in the off, on the offense, um, starting with me for sure. No, I think that's an easy finger to point i think there was a couple um situations where uh you know I, I i know i know cater would like to have back um but at the same time uh y you know i think 
there's a lot of people that that weren't executing a lot of times late late in the play. People can get blamed for getting beat down the field, but our expectation as a defense is to is to get home in those situations too. So it's a collective thing that um you know I I I think hindsight it it seems like yeah well we should have I mean obviously when you get beat by twenty eight points you could argue that the opposite of what you did across the board would be a better answer. Um, we'll find those answers um, in, internally, um, but I, uh, although I, I don't think it's as easy as making one person escape, go for sure. Um, that's a, that our, our team offense and defense needs to improve as well as the special teams. And that's what we'll be focusing on moving forward for sure. I mean, I'm not trying to get fined. So, I mean, I did not like an explosive play, um, penalty or not. So, that that part I can speak on. But besides that, it's inconsequential. Um, you don't put it in the official's hand, um, regardless of how I feel. Yeah, it was kind of what I was worried about. I thought the the play was um, too big of a, uh, a a play not to throw um, the red flag, but it was um, lack of view to overturn it uh, was basically the explanation. Um, at first, I heard that they were going to adjust the spot, make it a half yard, um, and then that definitely wasn't the case. So, um, you know, I think, that uh, it's that just something that um, if you want if you want the yard, get it visibly, you know, look at it as opposed to leaving it in um, official hands. Yeah, I'll take a look at at the tape before you know. I hesitate to crown anybody. Um, you know, you're looking at each individual play. Um, I know he made some plays. The game's not too big for him, and he'll uh, he'll continue to have um, a, a role for sure um, for our offense moving forward. Um, what does that look like uh, in terms of ratios and touches? That that'll be something that um, I, I would be remiss if I didn't wait to see the tape before making sort of judgments like that. No, it's um I I would I, I would be lying if I was pumped about anything from our team today. Um you know, I think uh I think the National Football League is a very humbling game. Um and if you're not on your stuff and you're playing a team that is, this will happen. Um I I I, I do have some um my view is that there are natural curves of learning uh, as you install any system. However, uh, there is nothing to be justified with the the, the point differential um, for our team 
Um, so to say that I'm happy with anything is it would be false. I, I think we have a capable team that shouldn't. Um, you win and lose in this league, um, and and by one score at the end of the game, um, I think it's a disservice to our team to to lose by four. And that that I made clear to the team. We are three and one, and we play um, the New York Football Giants next week. Um, right? Okay, so um, that's where we're at. You know, I think I think it would be um, a failure on anybody's part on our football team to look at it more than that or less than that. We are three and one. Um, so, what happens if you're four and zero? Oh? I mean, you have to keep getting better. You have to keep pro- progressing, and the things that um, are failing your team aren't going to go away. You have to fix them. So um, that's what will be of the mindset. It's uh, it's uh, a division loss um, on the road, and that will always hurt, um, especially with a against a team that you feel like going into that you're capable of, um, you know putting together a better performance than that. Um, so it's all about how you respond to everything. Just like if we would have won the game, how would we respond to that? You know, this is a, a young team that needs to learn fast to get, get out of, uh, to get out of this season what they want. So this provides an outstanding opportunity, and my eyes will be open to watch every single person across the board um, how they respond to it. This is not... Um, this doesn't define your season either way. Um, it's all about how you ha- how you handle things, how you handle the adversity, and how you handle success in the national football. I uh, I'll get more information. Um, you know, it was it wasn't a. Uh, it, I know it wasn't uh, just a reaggravation of anything, um, but I'll have more. No, because, I mean, if they, you know, you can't, correlation or causation, you don't know um, and don't pretend to know it's X, Y, or Z. Um, but if they were, if anybody was, I mean, I think the lesson has been learned quite literally. Um, but I'm not going to say that it was, um, or I'll just put it all on that. I think that's the easy way out. I think you have to watch the tape and assess, um, you know, uh, position by position, um, group by group, and phase by phase, and, uh, you know, come up with something tangible that guys can um, get better from. And there it is. There is head coach Mike McDaniel. And uh, there was a final question there, but he was off of the mic, so we didn't get to hear uh, what he had said. And just a big apology here to note it. 
um some of the words that have been said on on the interviews here that have been happening they have had a little bit of cursing so just be mindful of that i of course will not do that on this podcast but anything happening here from the pot from the players to the coaches whatever the case may be just keep in mind what's going down all right so now that we've gotten mike mcdaniel out of the way before we get to what's next and we get to more or and we get to mcdermott we're gonna continue with Stefan and Mitch Morse, Stefan Diggs and Mitch Morse. But just before we do that, the big thing I want to mention is Buffalo is going to London, as we know. Who are they going to play? They're going to play a team that is feasting off a 23 to 7 victory. In the same place. They're going to play. The 2-2. Jacksonville Jaguars. At Tottenham Stadium. In the UK. At 9.30 in the morning on London. Or in London. Rather. 9.30 in the morning on the east side. The Atlanta Falcons are also 2-2, and they they will end up playing the Houston Texans, who are coming into this game 2-2 as well. Coming into their game against the Falcons, they are 2-2 as well. So it's going to be interesting. Falcons lost 23-7. to More on our coverage of Jacksonville and Buffalo in just a moment. But here, as we're trying to do, we're wrapping up. Diggs. And Morse. And we will take one more final break and give you McDermott before we close out. But as we close out part one of our final segment, we're closing up with Diggs and Mitch Morse. And uh, what's next for Miami? And Buffalo. When we wrap up, we will go back to what's next for Buffalo. Tee up Monday Night Football. Seahawks and Giants. And. Our surprise. That I've held on to. Even though I did mention it in the middle segment, I mentioned the Blue Jay stuff in the middle segment. Uh, in the final part of the final segment, after this word from Broadcast Map 
and take another look. You're going to find out after this final commercial break, you are going to find out how are we covering Bills versus Jets? Sorry, Bills versus Jaguars. How are we going to run that? You find that out after we finish up with Diggs and Mitch Morris. And a quick commercial break. I mean, probably like, I don't know. Y'all don't know how much tape y'all watch. So like, but he, he's been putting me in motion for, you know, since last year. So it's been, it's been happening. It's just probably was much more visible because we played a team that motions a lot with their guys, but it wasn't so much their own medicine, but something that we was working on that we've been working on in the off season and training camp and stuff like that to, you know, kind of like get this offense in the right spot. I told you that we're working and we're trying to catch a stride right now. I'm saying building that identity, what kind, what kind of team you want to be, and we got the right guys. So not so much that specifically, but we're doing everything we got to do to win at this point. And, you know, for me, uh, Mitch will tell you, approach each and every day. Um, we've gotten to a point where we made it like an earning mindset. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's going to be given to us. Stay humble, stay hungry, but each and every week, each and every day, we got to earn it. You know what I'm saying? We don't expect, can't expect to win if you don't earn it during the week. So it's been, a pra- uh, been approaching practice the right way. Can you talk about the impact on guys over the years? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we got the ball rolling downhill right now, especially with the fans and the momentum and the energy. Uh, they travel well, too. Like, even last week, uh, it seemed like it was a little bit of a home game. It got loud in there, and I was like, damn, it's, it's a proud moment. I'm saying as a player, it's something that you look forward to. Like, I don't know what it's like to be somewhere and you don't hear your fans, like, especially this loud, you know what I'm saying, especially at home. Like, we need that. That gives our... Offense energy just as much as our defense. So of course, he acquired it. he'll quiet them down. Josh acquired them down a little bit, but it's something that gives you that little boost of energy. That's that I'm saying it's live. We rocking and rolling. That's good to talk about. Good to talk about Josh. You know, trying to take targets with this game. How well is Josh? I mean, I feel like uh, you know that our first game was a test as to how guys how guys were going to play us and I'm saying what we were going to see on a consistent basis. And I feel like Josh kind of um, put a lot on his shoulders, put a lot on himself. And, you know, it is. it's a week-to-week league. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, like, I feel like the team that we played is a great team. And they do a lot of things exceptionally well. They got some great players and a great coach. I feel like each week is different. And, as you know, as you see Josh Allen, he, he adapts, he grows. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like uh, as a receiver, watching him and seeing him out there in action, I'm up close and personal. I see his emotions. I see his plays. And he's a quarterback that you want to play with. He's a quarterback that gives you that energy, gives you that belief. And he's a foot-on-the-gas kind of guy. Like, he's never done it to the whistle blows. So, for me, uh, it's just something exciting. Like, as we find ourselves as an offensive unit, I feel like uh, we just keep lining and we just keep grinding and we'll be in the right spot. We got some – we got some – we got some – we got some dogs. So, I would say they have players – but they dogs as well, and it's starting at that quarterback position. All right, that'll do it for Diggs and Morse. But that doesn't do it for this program. After a quick timeout, we are back.
and we are wrapping up. What's next for Buffalo? What's next for Miami? Plus, the song we know and love to kick us out of this program. Jaguars, Bills, all the news. How we're going to run it. All coming up. In our second part and final part of our final segment. It's all coming your way right after this. From Take and Let Her Look and Broadcast Map. The Victory Monday edition. 48-20. to 20, Bill's win of Bill's postgame. Wraps up right after this. Don't don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. When it comes to life and watching sports, sometimes you can't do both. Well, you can, but it costs money, and that means jobs, right? Join me, Thomas Berger, on a Working Environment podcast, where we take a break from covering sports and dive into how people like athletes, coaches, teachers, etc. deal with challenges in the workplace. I hope you will join us because together we can get ready for the workforce and make connections too. To learn more, please visit Beyond the Ice and Behind the Fences Facebook page. Looking for good sports conversations, sports media, and important topics for athletes and fans alike, and at times, my favorite sports teams? Check out Sports for Beginners with me, Scott McGregor, where we will break down all of the action. To learn more about the podcast, like the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Welcome back, everybody, to Bill's Postgame. My name is Scott McGregor. You've heard from Mike McDaniel. You heard from from Jalen Waddle. You've heard from the quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa. You've heard from Stefan Diggs and Mitch Morse. And in this final, final segment of Bills post game. It's time to hear from Sean McDermott. Before we get you ready, before we get you ready for what's next, we're also teeing up Monday Night Football. Giants, bam, versus Seahawks. We'll tee that up for you. Get into what's next for the Dolphins and the Bills. Before sending you out the way that we always do. And into our 
outro podcast music and message with after every Bills win the shout song now time to hear from head coach himself here's head coach John McDermott enjoy all right, uh, Lord of God, man, what an afternoon in Orchard Park, right? Western New York, the crowd, I don't think I've heard a crowd that loud in my, in my career in the NFL. And uh, there were times when you couldn't even, we couldn't even communicate with the middle linebacker out there, and I'm sure, you know, Doris had the same issue with Josh, but um, amazing, amazing environment. Um, really proud of the players, really proud of the staff. Um, I know people may want to say about game plan this, game plan that. The players did a phenomenal job, man. At the end of the day, the players um, executed at a very, very high level, and, and it came down to fundamentals. I'm really proud of the way that they played, complementary-wise um, and effort-wise as well. So um, with that, I'll turn it over to you for your question. Yeah, yeah, that's where the game starts, and we talk, we talk about that quite a bit, and you can never take that for granted, never. Um, our old line and our D-line, um, Coach Cromer, Coach Washington, Coach Gund, um, Coach West, they do a phenomenal job every week, and it's it's a weekly deal, right? So that's where it's got to start. Uh, I don't think we're winning a lot of On the sideline, Yeah, um, they're obviously still evaluating. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot. And um, sometimes you wonder, right, um, why things like that happen twice, you know, you know, to, to someone. I'm not saying what it is, what it is. I'm just saying, like, um, you know, you just, you just wonder why. Because um, you watch him, how hard he's worked to get back. And... Um, yeah, you know, I just, I know he's a man of faith, and I know how strong he is, and, um, you know, he, he will, he will rebound. We recently just sold a Back to McDermott in just a little second. We are going to get back to McDermott. I just cut the ad there for a second. But before we do, a quick little reminder that we are going to get to what's next for Buffalo in just a second. Before we do that, now that we've heard from Miami, let's get to what's next for Miami before we get back to Sean McDermott. Well, they're not going to be playing 9.30. A.M. Bait. They are not going to be playing 9.30 a.m. football until week nine. So not for another four weeks. However, their next Sunday night game is not until after they play at home. The Carolina Panthers. 
you can see that game on CBS at 1 p.m. Eastern from Hard Rock Stadium. Speaking of Hard Rock Stadium, you can see the next Dolphins game next week, next Sunday, October 8th, against the G-Men, the Giants, who are in action on Monday night, tonight, against the Seahawks. The Giants play the Dolphins at High Mark Stadium on a short week for them. Sorry, Hard Rock Stadium. Short week for the Giants. Hard Rock Stadium is where they will head next to play at 1 p.m. Eastern. Next week on Sunday, October 8th. 2023, the Miami Dolphins. That game will be featured and broadcasted on Fox. Then later, on October 22nd, The Eagles go toe-to-toe with the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night football. And then right before, right before, they are one game before their bye week. The Miami Dolphins will play before their Frankfurt-Germany game against the Chiefs at 9.30 in the morning on November 5th, 2023. They are at High Mar- uh, Hard Rock Stadium to take on the Pat on CBS at 1 p.m. Eastern. That is what's next for your Miami Dolphins. What's next? For the Buffalo Bills, get we'll get to it after Sean McDermott. Back to McDermott right now. I'll share my screen and let's get you back to McDermott. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he personifies what it is to be a Buffalo Bill. Um his family is tremendous, um, and he he works as hard as anybody I've ever been around, and, and I love him. I mean, to see him on that field the way he was hurting um, is, is hard. It's hard to watch. But I'm so proud of uh, the team and the way they rallied around him, and I know, like I said earlier, I know that he will rebound. He's just, he's too tough. 
Yeah, um, you know, phenomenal job. And like I told the team, that the defense was reeling early. We we couldn't stop them early through through the first two drives, and and the offense, our offense was rolling. Um, so they held serve while we can kind of get our our way about us, and and uh, and that was just that was just as important as anything. But that you can go put up uh, forty eight points. That doesn't happen um, real easily. So that's a good defense. Coach Fangio um, is a great defensive coordinator, and um, real proud of the way the offense offense play. They were they were top top shelf today, and, and taking care of the ball as well. Yeah, uh, we had a couple of those instances, at least on defense. I'm not sure if we had some on offense also, but we were you know next man up uh, type of deal, and I thought that was important because the backups at those said positions were ready to go, and that's you don't take that for granted either. They got to be physically ready, mentally ready to step in and. And uh, and do their one eleven. Those guys did it. Oh, as you alluded to, kind of settled down. I think three straight stops or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just think. Uh, um, the players just settled in. You know, I didn't call anything differently um, overall. The guys just did a, a really good job of, of settling down, catching their breath a little bit. Um, it's a fast offense, and they do a lot of motioning, motioning and um, movement, right? And so I think it's, it's hard to simulate that in practice. So I think when it first started on us, it, was, it, was, it had us on our heels a little bit, even from a fundamental standpoint. Um, but they stuck with the process, stayed resilient, and then – um, again, we played complimentary football uh, really throughout the entire the entire afternoon. So Terrell said that you know, you know, from you to him, was that challenging? Yeah, there was times. I mean, there was probably honestly forty percent, which is unreal. How, in terms of a high number, forty percent of the calls he was not getting from me. He he was getting um, via the hand signals. Yeah. Yeah, fun to watch. I mean, I don't get a chance to watch as much as I would like to. Um, but big-time players have big-time games or in these type settings, right? So complimentary football is important. Like that's the team win. But your star players have to play at star levels in these games. Uh, and that's a weekly thing. And those guys played at that level this afternoon. Well, I mean, you know, you'd want us, the first reaction as well, the, the scheme, but the, they've changed defensive coordinator, right? So you can't, can't say that. I just think that um, Josh's process, right, during the week, his preparation on the way he's maturing and developing and bringing the discipline, um, you know, that really, really impressed with what he's done um, in particular the last three weeks. Yep. Yeah, um, you know, he's played before, right? He started at L.A. last year, and he's been a great addition. Uh, Brendan did a great job getting him signed, and. And, um, 
you know, just uh, he was prepared. He, you know, he again, I, I say this about a lot of the players, but um, Taylor's one of the first in, one of the last out every day. And whether he starts or, he's, or he wasn't starting, so it didn't change this week um, as it relates to his role. Um, when it, in terms of like his process is the same every week, and, and um, you know, that's part of why he had the success he did today. Yeah, um, what, a, what an afternoon overall. Um, you set the win aside for a second, like we're saying, what, nine months ago? Um, you know, this young man's in the situation he was in, and now he's back um, playing, you know, training camp in the spring, training camp preseason, and now a regular season game at an NFL level. Um, you know, just a surreal moment again to watch. I mean, the cameras, you guys, cameras were all flocking around. I made sure I stayed over here. Um, but um, he deserves the attention he gets. And I love the fact that he makes it about the team uh, in so many ways. Yeah. Um, again, I just think when you're playing good team offense, you're not uh, any quarterback. It's not predetermining where they're going with the ball. Um, just spreading the ball around and taking what the defense gives you. Um, again, it's an unselfish approach, and everyone's involved. And so when you're doing that, everybody's getting getting their piece, right? And that's, uh, that's a good thing. More from McDermott in just a moment. So, as I unshare screen here, we are going to now bring to you what's next. For the Buffalo Bills. What is next for your Bills? Well, it's an early it's an early ball it's an early ball game. Get this. We are playing football at nine thirty in the morning on the east side if you're on the east side 9:30 in the morning next week Sunday October 8 2023 Jaguars versus Bills and the Jaguars coming off of a 23-7 win over the Atlanta Falcons in this week. They, the Bills will then tra travel back home to Highmark Stadium to play the G-Men in the New York Giants Sunday night football. That can be found on NBC. The game against Jacksonville can be watched on TSN and CTV, more likely TSN and NFL Network, everywhere else. 
And again, that's 9.30 in the morning before anybody gets started playing football on Sunday, October 8, 2023. The Giants are a Sunday night game on October 15th. On Sunday, October 22nd, the Patriots will play the Bills on CBS at 1 p.m. from Gillette Stadium. The first time that the Patriots will meet the Bills. Then, back to back to back to back primetime games Thursday night against the Buccaneers at Highmark Stadium, Week 8. Sunday, Week 9 at Paycor Stadium, Sunday Night Football against the Bengals. And then the Bills will get their first and only look at the Denver Broncos. They get their first and only look at the Denver Broncos on Monday night football, 8.15 p.m. 8.15 p.m. for Thursday night versus the Buccaneers. Remember the New York Jets? Well, in week 11, it's the second of two battles between the Jets and the Bills. You can watch it on CBS at 4.25 p.m. Eastern. And then at 4.25 p.m. Eastern, the following week after that, before the bye, the Eagles will play your Bills. Same station, same time. Different team, though. Lots to get to here. All right. That's what's next for the Bills. That's what's next for the Dolphins. Let's go back to Sean McDermott. Wrap him up. And we will talk about how we're going to run Jacksonville versus Buffalo. That is after we wrap up Sean McDermott. Before we do, however, I mentioned we were going to do this, and I'm going to stay true to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay with me, because guess who was in attendance at the Buffalo Bills football game? This time when they played the Jets. Yes. The Bills had a legend of the game in in town in town and his name is Drew Bledsoe. Hopefully I'm saying that right. My apologies if I am not. 
Okay, so I can't seem to find it here, but eh, that's okay. It's not in the story, but that's all right. You should be able to find it eventually, but uh, the legend of the game. Gotta start it. And you know what? Even though we can't, even though there's, even though I don't see the legend of the game, we're going to play for you. Josh's message. We're going to play for you. Josh's message to the team before they hit the field. And this will be before we get to, I should say, before we get back to John. Enjoy. Find a way to get it done. Wait, I'll do you what you do. Wait. Hey, one job, man, one goal. That's it. Find a way to get it done. Wait, I'll do you what you do. Wait. There it is, and that will take us back to McDermott. That shot, that's the, that's, that is Josh Allen before the game. One speech followed by the countdown. Win on three, one, two, three, win. All right. So the speech there, one, and then the countdown to the last thing that Josh says, which is win. And that is all she wrote. Let's hear from McDermott and put a bow on Bills beating Dolphins. 48 to 20. Well, regardless of the size of the game, um, and I appreciate you asking that question. My faith is is my faith, the most important thing in my life. And, um, you know, I think that that's why I'm in this role, is because God put me in this role for, he gave me a platform. So um, I'm extremely grateful. Yeah, good luck following that question. The front four in your defense, the front four getting pressure on quarterback just with those yeah. how important. Yeah, I mean that's you know, again, similar to the to the offensive side of the ball, when you can control the line of scrimmage, um it just makes the day a lot easier, whether you're calling plays or, or you're playing around, you know, offensively, defensively, whatever, when you control the line of scrimmage of the game. Um... I hate to do this here, but some breaking news for all you hockey fans, especially if you're a Pittsburgh fan. So one second. Going to put on a little bit of music here. We got breaking news. It looks like 
the Pittsburgh Penguins have made a move and claimed somebody off waivers. Who did they do? Who who did they get? Report coming in on TSN. One of Toronto's stations for all the news. And got to find a way to get it up here, but I should be able to. But anyways, it's there's some huge news. There's some huge news, and here's and here's some music to. Set this scene. Gonna wait it out here. And again, this is breaking news as we are running this on. The breaking news includes the Penguins have claimed somebody off waivers from the Winnipeg Jets. TSN.ca staff report. The Pittsburgh Penguins have claimed forward Jansen Harkin off waivers from Winnipeg Jets on Monday. Hopefully I said the last name right. Apologies if I didn't. But that is who the Penguins have claimed off waivers. Penguins claiming off waivers, uh, Danson, Harkins, Harkins, 
on Monday from the Winnipeg Jets. And the Nashville Predators also made a trade waiver, so I made a waiver claim. They get forward Samuel Thigmo off of waivers from the Los Angeles Kings. Chris Johnston was the one that actually made the report. And yeah, there's a lot that we can get on there, but we would be here all day. There's your breaking news for hockey fans. Uh, especially fans of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that being said, I'm going to take the music out of here and send you back now over to Sean McDermott. Sorry, Sean, got a, had a little bit of back to, had a little bit of breaking news to get you there. But uh, we actually have news of our own anyways. So we'll get to that right after we wrap up with you. The game dictates. And, uh, and so that was, that was apparent today. You know, I thought our defensive line, once we settled down, did a great job on the line of scrimmage and then offense. No, I mean, um, he just, he comes to work every day. He brings his lunch pail to work, and, uh, you know, we noticed him free agency uh, when he was in Carolina. And, um, you know, you, as you said, there are factors, right? Everyone wants to talk about the stars, the Joshes, the Stephs. Um, but there are a lot of guys that factor every week um, that go under the radar. And he's one of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, you can't, you couldn't, I couldn't, TV couldn't hear me. Um, it was, like I told you, I've been in the league a long time and as loud as a, of a crowd as I've ever heard in, in my time in the NFL. And, um, you know, playoff games, whatever it's been, it does as loud as it, it gets. Because I don't know how, in our in our world, it could get any louder. It sounded like jet engines out there. It really did. I mean, it was, it was definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, it'll be. Uh, we got to be on. You know, on the same page, and a lot of collaboration has gone into it behind the scenes. And I think. You know, the staff has done a phenomenal job. I'm not talking about myself or the coaches. I'm talking about, like, support staff, operationally, business side, um, have done a great job behind the scenes, A, working behind the scenes to keep players focused on this week. Um, and now it's time to, to get everybody up to speed on what's happening, when, and where we're going. And um, this will be my first time uh, going over there as well, so it'll be experience for me. But at the end of the day, we got a job to do, so we've got to make sure – uh, we reset tomorrow, 
and uh, get ourselves ready to go. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. At Sean McDermott. And that pretty much brings us to the news of the day and the news of the show. We've made it to the news of the show. And I do want to mention that Josh Allen, according to what we have here, I did have it. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah. So for the Bills. So it was a memorable day for Josh Allen as he became the second player in NFL history with 300 passing yards, four touchdown passes, plus a rushing touchdown, and a 158.3 rating, the highest, atta- the highest attainable mark in a single game. Only guy to do it since 2019 was Aaron Rodgers, who did it in week seven of the 2019 season. All right, that's out of the way. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Bills are three and oh, Bills are three and one. The Dolphins are three and one. Our music for shout is coming up in just a second, but it's time for the Jaguars to take on. Buffalo. So I want to be frank here. I will say this right now. As of right now, we will not be doing a pregame show for Dolphin, sorry, Bills versus Jaguars. However, however, we will indeed be doing another edition of Bill's postgame following that ball game. So just so you know, we are not doing a pregame show to get you ready for Jaguars and Bills, but that may change. We will, however, We will, however, do a post-game show. That will be coming down, that will be coming up on Sunday on game day. I guess you could call it a post-game show slash pre-game show for the Dolphins game. But most likely by the time that is happening. The Dolphins will be underway. All right. That'll do it for Bill's post game today. My name is Scott McGregor. Thank you so much for listening to Bill's football on the Sports for Beginners podcast. 
I am Scott McGregor here to talk with you Buffalo Bills all day long when we get a chance to have a great rest of your day Buffalo Bills fans have a great rest of your victory Monday and I look forward to catching up with you again next Sunday after the game in London I'll be I will be watching that game I will be watching and I hope you will too Thank you so much for listening to this post game show if you're tuning in to the next one where Thomas will have it for you same sort of things might apply but it's Dolphins post game coming up Blue Jays regular season game recap coming up as well. And weekly in sports also coming up. Some breaking news on the ice coming up. We'll get all we'll get into that more on weekly in sports, but coming up either before you tune into this or after you've tuned into this show it's blue jays game recap regular season wrap up and it comes your way next we'll have that for you next weekly in sports also coming up And of course, Dolphins post game. Hockey season is upon us. It's like like next Tuesday, next Tuesday, October 10th is opening night. And you know what that means? Pittsburgh content is coming. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, whether you're a Bills fan, a a Dolphins fan, or a football fan in general. And I look forward to catching up with you again next Sunday. I'm out for Bills postgame. Take it away, shout. The Buffalo Bills win. 48-20. And to take us out into the podcast, outro music, and outro message, as we always do, whether the Bills win or lose, but definitely at the end of the show, when they win, here is our song we do when the Bills score a touchdown. Take it away! Take it away, shout! See you next Sunday. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you win.
game show we'll be back next sunday with jaguars and bills talk to you then thank you so much for listening to sports for beginners if you would like to learn more about the show you can visit the podcast Facebook page, or visit the official website. You can also send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time.